is definitively uncertain. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 67 of Definitively Uncertain. I am John Colbert and with me as always the talented Adele Colbert. Uh-huh, see what I did there? Yeah. And uh, today is going to be... I did the research, but Adele is going to kind of take it from here because I would like her to be the voice of this, being that she is a uh, woman from Canada who one day will probably make it on this list. I That would be really cool. It would be awesome. (laughs) So it is actually International Women's Day Mm -hmm. today. So I thought that uh, I would look up some great Canadians. Uh, from throughout the years. Um, Some people uh, I've never heard of, some people I have. Mm -hmm. One person I think you'll be surprised about. Uh, Adele hasn't actually read this list. I have not. I just kind of picked some. So if you know of any that are not on there, you know, and you want to mention them, you're more than welcome to. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, yeah, I just picked some that I thought were a little fascinating and kind of directed towards your field. You know, because you want to do medicine and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so this is pretty well going to be Adele show today. (laughs) Welcome to the Adele show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm kidding. All right. So just start at one and go from there. It's your your world, man. I'm just living in it. All right. So we're going to start with Doris Anderson. So she was born in 1921 and died in 2007. That's a long life. Yeah. It's a pretty good life. So she was a magazine editor um, and the women's movement champion. Doris Anderson was a longtime editor of, I don't know how to pronounce that, Chatelaine Magazine and Newspaper Columnist. Uh, Through the 1960s, Doris Anderson pushed for the creation of the Royal Commission on the Status of Women, which paved the way for huge advantages advances in women's equality. She was responsible for women getting equality equal rights including the charter in, included in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. She authored a great number of books including three novels and an autobiography called Rebel Daughter. Um, sat as the president of the National Action Committee Committee on the Status of Women. Anderson became an officer of the Order of Canada in 1974 uh, and was promoted companion to companion in 2002. She was also a recipient of a person's case award and several honorary degrees. Yeah, so she was a pretty badass. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and she was champion. Thank you, Doris. Right? right? (laughs) Doris is a badass, for sure. She was... Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool, so I wanted to... uh, That's a good one to start off with. I think so, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So our next one is Emily Carr. I think I've heard of this one. Um, She was born in 1871 and died 1945. A West Coast artist that had been described as Canada's Van Gogh. I have heard of her. Yeah. Uh, Born in Victoria, uh, Emily Carr began with few advantages. She studied... She studied art in San Francisco, London, and Paris while struggling to fund her education. Embracing the new modernist style, she be- she came home in 1911. 
and applied her new skills to her favorite subjects, West Coast rainforests and villages and artifacts of indigenous peoples. However, Canadian critics and buyers were not ready for her work and abandoned the p- and she abandoned painting for 15 years. It wasn't until the National Gallery mounted an exhibition of West Coast art in 1927 that she received the attention that she deserved. By the time of her death, she enjoyed international renown uh, that she had outlasted that of her contemporaries. I don't really know what that last sentence means. Uh, It means that she finally got the recognition that she needed, and um, she got the respect from other peers, and basically, um, she finally got recognized for the the art that she does, right? So I think that's pretty cool. That is cool. And the fact that she was like Canada's Van Gogh is uh, pretty wild. Like to be even classified as like a, oh, yeah, yeah, you're the Canadian version of Van Gogh. It's It's kind of surprising that in 1927 they were even recognizing her at all. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. How many are there? Oh my gosh, you have so many here. There's a lot of cool women in Canada. All right, our next one is Viola Desmond. That's a cool name. 1914 to 1965. Challenged segregation practices in Nova Scotia long before the modern civil rights movement in the United States. A black woman from Halifax took a stand for racial equality in a rural Nova Scotia movie theater. It was 1946 and Viola Desmond, a hairdresser, caused a stir by refusing to move to a section of the theater unofficially set aside for black patrons. Nice. (laughs) Desmond was dragged out of the theater and jailed. While officials denied that Desmond's race was the root of her issue, her case galvanized Nova Scotia's black population to fight for change. In 1954, segregation was legally ended in Nova Scotia. That's awesome. She's also being recognized to be put on our currency. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, I think think they... I don't know if they chose her or if she was just nominated to be yeah. uh, somebody, but yeah, she was, uh, she was basically, I don't know, the Gino Rosa Parks. Yep. She's basically the Canadian, Canadian version. Yeah, basically. She's basically the Canadian Rosa Parks. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wasn't Rosa Parks the one who didn't want to sit at the back of the bus? Yeah. Cause her feet hurt and yeah. she didn't want to walk back there. Yeah. Yeah. She did it more for because of that, but yeah. in doing, it's surprising. There's um, people out there that do something and they don't realize the impact that it actually makes on the world. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they did it because their feet hurt, but people see it as more of a message and it becomes something else. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it becomes something uh, greater than than what they ever expected, which For sure. I think is pretty cool sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. Our next one um, is Mary Two Acts Early. Yeah. Uh, 1911 to 1996. Challenged law discriminating against First, Ma- First Nations women. Mary Two Acts Early plunged into activism at the age of 55, 
Despite the considerable, considerable opposition from her own community, in the end, she improved the lives of thousands of Aboriginal women and their children. Born in Conawake, Mohawk Territory, close to Montreal, uh, two acts early, moved to Brooklyn, married an Irish-American, and had two children. She was later wit widowed um, because she had lost her Indian status by marrying a non-Aboriginal. She was barred from going back to live on her reserve. For more than two decades, uh, she lobbied to have the discriminatory law reversed. In 1985, she was successful. Her efforts benefited about 16,000 women and 46,000 first-generation descendants. That's a lot of people. Yeah, and the fact that her name is Tua, Tua X. 2X. That sounds like badass right there, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, she also... Um, That's crazy. I didn't know if they married someone who was non-Aboriginal, they lost their status. Yeah, well, back then they did, Yeah. right? It was just like, no... It was basically like you're you're a traitor. Yeah. Right. It's kind of how they looked at it. Yeah. And um, yeah. And it was good for uh, the Canadian government because then they didn't have to subsidize them with any kind of anything. Mm -hmm. You know, you just lost your status and that's it. Like you can't you can't complain about this anymore because you're no longer native. Yeah. You know, which isn't right. No, so, it's um, not. But it's crazy that she started at 55. Yeah. Yeah, 55 years old. She started. 55 she was like mm, you know i'm gonna change something yeah this this is this ain't right it just goes to show you know it doesn't matter how old you are you, you can know make a difference you can for sure all right next we have justice bertha wilson the the fact that her name is justice is awesome so she was born 1923 and died in 2007 she was the first woman to be appointed to the supreme court of canada born into a working fast class family in Scotland, Bertha Wilson trained in law in Canada. Uh, when appointed to the High Court in 1982, she already had a track record as a justice uh, with Ontario Court of Appeal, uh, where she was known for her humane decisions in areas such as human rights and the division of matrimonial property. Uh, so that's marriage, right? Yeah. Matrimony. Uh, during her nine years... Um, in the, whoa, I lost my face. During the nine years on the Supreme Court, she helped her male colleagues to understand that seemingly neutral laws had operated to the disadvantage of women and minority minorities. She thus helped usher in the groundbreaking changes to can Canadian law. So she was a lawyer. Is that what that? She started off as a lawyer, and then she was a judge on the Supreme Court. That's so she was. Yeah, which is like the highest order thing there. So the Supreme Court is where you go when the rest of the courts, you know, don't work for you. Yeah, That's, they're just like to... Take, take and, they, and they have to actually approve your case before they even see it. Yeah. Just, this is literally like the manager of Canada. It's just like, <laughs> can I see your manager, please? Yeah, like, Karen, relax. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> you only got six pieces of chicken in your salad. We get it. You're angry. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's some women like this, and there's some women like that. Exactly. You know. Well, there's some. Today, today we're recognizing all of them. <laughs> there's some men like that, too, right? Oh, definitely. This is the way it is. But we're, we're talking about the badass women today. Yeah. 
So next we have Laura Secord. Uh, no. Do yeah. you know Laura Secord? I, that name sounds familiar. It's a chocolate company. Laura Secord. Okay. We've been there. Yeah. Yeah. They named it Laura Secord after her. Oh, okay. But I bet you didn't know anything about her. So no. I, th- I thought it would be interesting to put her in. Yeah. Her name sounds really familiar. Okay, so... Heroine, wife, and mother. In 1912, Laura Secord courageously rescued her husband, James Secord, after he was wounded uh, at the Battle of, the Qu- of Queenstone Heights. Her husband was still recovering when, the following summer, American soldiers advanced into the Ni- Niagara Peninsula, uh, where being uh, billeted um, at their home. Uh, on June, I can't, on June 21st, sorry, uh, 1813, Secord overheard American officers plan an attack. She is believed to have walked 32 kilometers through rough terrain from her home in Queenston, Upper Canada, Ontario, to warn Lieutenant James Fitzgibbon. <laughs> Uh, of the surprise attack at the Beaver Dams. Facing imminent danger, she reached um, Fitzgibbon in time for him to prepare for an ambush, forcing the U.S. general and 500 soldiers to surrender. Secord was never properly recognized for her heroic feat until after her death. That sounds familiar. I think there's a similar story in the States about a woman who... In another war. I don't think it's true. Probably not, based off of this. <laughs> yeah, they, they were like, they, we got cool girls, too. Yeah. They probably just stole it. But Laura Secord, so she ran ran 30, 32 kilometers to warn them about the U.S. trying to come into Canada. Because they're a bunch of fucking pricks. And they, <laughs> they've tried a couple of times to come into Canada. I don't even want to walk 32 feet. Yeah. <laughs> and she's running 32 uh, kilometers. Right? She also saved her husband. Yeah. You know, like, that's, she's badass, man. Yeah. Like, you know, if if she didn't take her vows seriously, it could have been just till death do us part. And yeah. See a husband, getting a new one. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but she was like, nah, I'm going to save you, and you're never going to hear the end of it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. When I say, is the garbage taken out? <laughs> Remember better- that time? Remember that time I saved you? Remember that time I ran 32 kilometers to save Canada? You remember that? (laughs) Go take out the garbage. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's awesome. You can wash these dishes, sir. Sir. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next, we have Dr. Jenny uh, Smiley Robertson. Smiley? Oh, that's cute. Uh, A Canadian physician and the first female surgeon in Canada. I love her already. <laughs> Born Jane Smiley uh, near Hensel, Ontario, she became a teacher until she had saved enough money to attend Kingston's Ontario Medical College in 1906, um, integrated into the University of Toronto Medical School. Um, she graduated in 1909, uh, but could find no hospital in the in Toronto to take her residency and attended Philadelphia's Women Medical College to do her internship, and returned to Canada in 1911. Uh, Smiley performed her first Canadian operation in a private home as hospitals 
would not give women operating privileges. In 1911, she helped start Toronto's Women's College Hospital, uh, where she was the chair of gynecology from 1912 to 1942. She married at the age of 70 and lived until 103. Whoa! Crazy, right? <laughs> she only got married at 70? Yeah. And lived to 103. So she still had 33, 30, or 33 years? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy! If he, if he lived as long, which I do. <laughs> I do, no. But yeah, she's pretty remarkable, eh? So she had to do it out of a private home because she wasn't allowed to operate in hospitals? Yeah, because she was a woman. Wow. Crazy, right? Yeah. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would. That's why I picked her. Oh, I love her so much. Yeah. Way to just go for it, though. Yeah. Well, she started her own hospital. Yeah. Nice. Just being told no isn't isn't always the uh, the end all answer. Yeah. Right. Being told no sometimes is just motivation. Yeah, I'm surprised she was allowed to start her own hospital, but like, you go for it. I feel like she would have started something even if she wasn't allowed. Yeah. yeah. She probably would have made the bricks herself. Yeah. To build that hospital. Probably. You know. So. Man, yeah, I really like her. Yeah, I knew you would. Yeah. Next, we have another doctor, Dr. Emily Howard Jennings Stowe, the first female doctor to practice in Canada, activist for women's rights and suffrage. Uh, Stowe graduated from Toronto Normal School for Upper Canada in 1854 and worked at at Brantford School Board, where she became the first woman principal of a public school in Upper Canada. She married John Stowe in 1856, so two years later, and was inspired to study medicine when he contracted tuberculosis. Denied entrance into Canadian medical school, she attended New York Medical College for Women. Graduating in 1867, she then set up practice in Toronto, making her the first Canadian woman to practice medicine in Canada. Although she was not licensed until 1880, uh, Stowe helped organize the Women's Medical College Toronto in 1883, allowing women to study medicine. Uh, she founded the Canada's first suffrage group, uh, the Toronto Women's Literary Club, and was the principal founder and first president of the Dominion Women's Enfranchisement Association in 1889. She did a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, she did. And it was all for women. Wow. Yeah. So she was inspired to practice medicine because her husband contracted tuberculosis. Yep. That's how it all started. Hmm. So she was like, you know, you're sick. I want to help you. Don't let them help you. I want to do it. I can fix you. I can fix you. (laughs) I can do it. That's kind of cool, right? Yeah. Next, we have Emily Murphy. Um, She was born in 1868 and died in 1933. Women's rights activist, jurist, author, and first female magistrate in Canada and British Empire. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Murphy was a self-taught legal expert, and her tireless work helped uh, pass the 1911 Dower Act in Alberta. Oh, Alberta. Uh, This legislation... Protected women's rights 
um, to one-third of her husband's property uh, when she and a group of women were not allowed to attend a prostitutional trial in Edmonton because it was seen as not fit for mixed company, <laughs> Murphy protested. Um, in response, she was appointed the first female police magistrate in the British Empire. Murphy also spent 12 years fighting for women to be declared persons after being challenged on this when she, uh, when she became a magistrate. Uh, Murphy and four of her friends, the famous five, I did study these, finally won the fight in 1929 when, this, when the Privy Council in Britain declared women as legal persons who were eligible to serve in the Senate. I did briefly study the famous five in grade seven. Yeah. Yeah. So she's just one of the famous five, right? I didn't do all, all five of them, mm -hmm. but I wanted to do her because it was from Alberta and yeah. stuff like that. And I kind of wanted to get an Al Alberta feel, you know, to it. And uh, she was quite the badass too. Yeah. You know, what do you think? Like, so someone after she became a, a magistrate, is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. Um, a, a another magistrate i imagine uh tried to question that she was an actual person yeah they're like you're not a person they're you're a woman yeah isn't yeah. that crazy like, it is but yeah that's yeah. that's the way people thought it's not right but yeah that's crazy yeah but i just thought that was a very interesting one for sure yeah so we have one more uh Roberta. Are you sure? We Bonner. have two. Do we? No. What? Oh, we do. Yeah. You're thank right. You. Thank you. They're mixed together. <laughs> so it all looks the same. Yeah, because they're from different sites. Yeah. So we got two more. So we've got Roberta Bonder for the first one. She was born December 4th, uh, 1945. I think that's Hardy's birthday. <laughs> December 4th, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah is Canada's first female astronaut and the first neurologist in space. Oh, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> After more than a decade of head of an international space medicine research team collaborating with NASA, Bonder became a consultant and speaker uh, in the business, scientific, and medical communities. Bonder has received many honors, including companion of the Order of Canada and Order of Ontario, the NASA Space Medal, over 20 honorary degrees, induction to the Canadian Medical Hall of Fame, the International Women's Forum Hall of Fame, and has her own star on Canada's Walk of Fame. Crazy, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's basically a rock star. She is a rock star. Yeah. But 20 honorary degrees. It's like 28 or 28. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's crazy, right? She's yeah. in this Hall of Fame and that Hall of Fame and this uh, Hall yeah. of Fame. Yeah, basically she's a she's a rock star. She is a rock star. All right, we got one more. And this one I switched up. All the rest have been kind of, you know, legal and medical and this yeah. and that, but I wanted to I wanted to show all as much Canadian as I could. So I last one is very Canadian. This is Haley Wickenheiser. Yes. She was born August twelfth, nineteen seventy eight, as a Canadian former ice hockey player and current assistant director of 
player development for the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> Very Canadian. She was the first woman to play full-time professional hockey in a position other than goalie. Wickenheiser was a member of the Canada women's national hockey team uh, for 23 years, from 1994 until announcing her retirement on January 13, 2017, and is the team's career points leader with, wow, 168 goals and 211 assists in 276 games. Uh, she represented Canada at the Winter Olympics five times, capturing gold four and one silver, and twice being named tournament MVP. Uh, one time at the Summer Olympics in softball. Wow. She went for softball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she is tied with teammates Carolyn Ouellette and Jaina Hefford for the record of most gold medals of any Canadian Olympian and is widely considered the greatest female ice hockey player of all time. On February 20th, 2014, Wickenheiser was elected to the International Olympic Committee Athletes Commission. Wow. She's a badass too, right? Yeah, these are all really cool. Yeah. Well, I wanted to try to be as diverse as possible because Canada's very diverse and is so is our diverse. so is our women. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So do you have anybody that you can think of? Um I'm not sure. I mean, those are all pretty cool. I mean, like I know some cool women from Canada, but they're not as cool as that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a cool one. Yeah. So, uh, on February 23rd, 1980, <laughs> uh, there was a, a, a little girl that was born by the name of uh, Andrea Leah Ouellette, <laughs> who, um, so many years later, became your mom. She's the coolest. She is. And uh, she works super hard for this family, and she's awesome. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, she's just a... Uh, She's one of my favorite people in the world, so she's the for International Women's Day. I'd like to I'd like to thank her for being so awesome, and uh, I'd like to thank my mom and your grandmother mm -hmm. and all the other women that listen to our podcast and that don't even uh, that have that are part of our lives. And I I just uh, I want to thank them all. Yeah, we have two Patreon supporters that are both women mm -hmm. and they both support us and so i think we should support them also For and sure. they're both entrepreneurs yeah and they're both great people so For sure. i just wanted to kind of put that in there and their sea stores and their sisters yeah yeah very so. cool so you got anybody that you want to give a shout out to for international women's day i mean obviously mom uh auntie Lori, uh both my grandmas uh, my auntie Shannon, uh, my, well, your guys' friend Brooke. Brooke, okay. Give Brooke a shout out. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Erica, her a shout out too. That's all I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to offend someone. <laughs> but <laughs> I think I got a lot. Yeah. But yeah. So we'd like to thank all women, basically, mm -hmm. um, for International Women's Day. And uh, we can't wait till 
another podcast of maybe we maybe we know somebody that's going to be on that list one day yeah you know maybe you're going to be on that list one day that would be cool i think it would be awesome yeah so uh keep shooting for the stars ladies and uh we will talk to you guys on wednesday talk to you later bye